really taking a more holistic approach towards creating success for our clients and more importantly, success for their end users, we really start to pivot the conversation from design over to the why behind the design, the design rationale. When you talk about recommendations for how clients can be innovative in terms of digital, you have to have a client that's also receptive to that. In some cases, you don't. And anyone listening to this in the agency world knows what I'm talking about. It's the most important part of the equation. So Optima has been great. Northwell has been great. This is it. The kickoff episode of the Big Mic Drop podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Moss, and I'm really happy to be here to help share some of the great thinking from Big Drop and their friends. Our goal for this show is to share a little of the who's doing what and why, and share some really solid thinking and recommendations about navigating lots of areas in digital marketing today. And we'll do it all through the lens of Big Drop Inc., the award-winning design and development-minded consulting agency. They pride themselves on building future-proof digital experiences. So what kind of inspired me to want to do this is that Big Drop describes itself as having a handful of skeptics that like to challenge assumptions and a group of perfectionists that don't know when to quit. And as a B2B journalist, I'm always trying to understand what's new or impactful in media, marketing, advertising, in healthcare, CPG, and even B2B tech. So I'll do the asking, and the experts from Big Drop and their friends will share some answers about the industry today. We'll cover topics like best practices in SEO to optimizing social shopping, and of course, what makes a killer website today. So let's get to the bottom of it. Now, who better to kick this off with me than their head of business development, Aaron Sines, who has to explain Big Drop Inc. every single day. So he'll explain to us what they mean about building future-proof digital experiences and what he's seeing out there that customers are asking him for every single day. Aaron, hey. Hi, Evie. It's great to be here. Really excited to speak with you today. Good to sort of see you virtually also and hear your voice especially. Yeah, likewise. My cat came in and said hello. He did leave the room, so he may or may not be making an appearance throughout this episode, but stay tuned for that. You know, hearing your cat in the background really tells us a little bit about you, Aaron. I definitely love cats and dogs for that matter. I'm running a small zoo here in the East Village. It's a handful, especially for a one bedroom. It's good to have companions during this time. Oh, I'm so jealous. I call them my strategist, digital strategist. <laughs> I won't say anything catty. Aaron, (laughs) you've been with the agency for almost four years now, I think. And you were just promoted to vice president of business development. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's correct. Four years goes by very quickly in this world. So does four months being inside with three critters. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. But I know you've got some really good inside scoop. So... I wanted to start because I was, of course, reading everything I could on Big Drop Inc. And on the About Us part of the site, it says that you guys think that, and I'm quoting, no matter your product or service, you have a story to tell. And we're the best agency to tell it. So I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about not only your path to Big Drop, but I want to know 
and we'll tell everybody about Big Drop's own story. So, you know, my journey to Big Drop has not been linear, that's for sure. I originally got started in, I would say, the more entrepreneurial spirit of what we're doing now way back at university when I went to Kent State in Ohio. And I became very interested in blockchain technology. And this was right around the time you saw Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies emerging and becoming very popular. So around this time, I really kind of gathered a group of enthusiasts. We began putting out a lot of content. So you could think of it as kind of a media company of sorts. It never really grew to be much beyond its grassroots at university level. But it was really exciting to be a part of. And it was really my first entrepreneur endeavor into really understanding the world of digital. And it was there rather than the traditional sense of college where I got a lot of the experience that I can still leverage today as far as like what makes an effective content marketing strategy, how to get users interested in the topics you're writing about, and really doing so in an organic way. So that was my first entrepreneur endeavor. And I did sell that. It wasn't enough to fuel much further than my next endeavor, which was another startup. But nonetheless, it kind of led me down the path to my next venture, which was in a mobile application essentially designed to help students repay their loans. And that was in Cleveland. And it was there, I started to work with a lot of other entrepreneurs and we shared insights and we were all working on our own projects. And that was just an enormous opportunity for me to really understand digital marketing and how it works at the ground level and really how to bring things to life in a way that yields the results of which all of us were hoping for. And I love Cleveland, very proud to be from there. But there was a little bit more opportunity from a technological aspect in New York. So my current fiance and I packed up moved to New York. That led me to Big Drop, which is a place where upon first meeting some members of the team, I realized this was a really good collaborative environment that was exciting. It was dynamic. And I could also leverage a lot of the skills which I acquired in my previous life. That's what led me here today and really excited I made the jump. Oh, that's so great. And yeah, we're glad you made the jump from Ohio to New York too. (laughs) You didn't mention that it's not only you and three animals and a fiance in a one-bedroom apartment. That's right. That's right. We are hoping to take advantage of the very attractive rent offers now in New York, now that a lot of people have left. But I am very confident they'll be coming back because New York always bounces back. So Always thinking strategically. I love it. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Speaking of which, I really love how full frontal your agency is. I mean, I love the large type, the beautiful imagery. And I think that that's sort of your brand style, but you don't back down on your about us. You say that there are over 50,000 digital agencies in the US, but there's only one big drop. So (laughs) I know it's a little bit dangerous to have the head of business development describe the business without hyperbole of saying, yeah, we're one in a million. (laughs) (laughs) what is your point of differentiation as they say what makes it there's only one big drop we talk about this a lot as you allude to and the role of business development and really we're known for our design capabilities when clients come to us it's usually because of either a recent project of which they saw or it might be because of a design award a ux award that's great but why they're really coming to us is to generate results so Where we used to talk about design, I'd say in our early stages of the agency, we're really taking a more holistic approach towards creating success for our clients and more importantly, success for their end users. 
we really start to pivot the conversation from design over to the why behind the design, the design rationale. So it becomes a conversation where it's really more important to talk about the process of how we get to the why than it is the byproduct of that, which is the design itself. So design, we don't want to frame it as an afterthought, but the process of understanding who we're creating these digital products for is far more important than the aesthetic as far as we're concerned. So really, as far as a differentiator, it is that. It's really understanding our audience, our clients' audience, and understanding how our clients can create a digital presence that's going to be conducive to what they want to get out of their audience and inherently creating value for them. So in a very quick version, that is really the value prop at Big Drop. Now, the founder has an interesting background. Can you speak to Gary Can for a little bit? Absolutely. You're smiling when you say that. <laughs> yeah. So Gary is an entrepreneur in its purest form. He's a person who's resilient. He's adaptive. He's started multiple ventures. And Big Drop, as his other ventures were, were really just born very organically out of his interest and out of kind of the world he sees around him. So we could talk a lot about what he's doing now. Perhaps I'll save that for another episode. But as far as Big Drop's founding, it really just started within his network. He saw an opportunity to be able to create more innovative and more efficient, most importantly, digital products and websites. Because at that time, if you wanted a website, you had to either go somewhere extremely time and resource inherently cost intensive, or you had to go kind of the opposite of that, like the leanest approach, which always had dismal results. So Big Drop was created to fill that void in the middle which is still where we sit today. We're not like your largest agencies in New York, where a minimum engagement is going to start at seven figures. But we're also certainly not the least expensive option either. We're the value option. And we always have been since our beginning. So although we've grown, our engagements inherently have too. It was always started with just filling the void between value and the cost, of course, associated with that. So a lot of the initial projects that Big Drop had were just within Gary's network friends, family, associates, and the word got out. And this is a model we still follow today. If our clients have successful experiences, positive experiences with us, they'll tell their friends and they'll recommend us. And that's just how we organically grew. And so in a quick version, that's really the founding of Big Drop. Basically, he was a little frustrated by what was out there. And he said, if you're going to do it right, do it yourself. Yep. And he built this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You started or he started it as primarily a web dev agency. How has it evolved? This also was very organic for us as far as our foray into becoming a full service agency. Gary and I have talked about this a lot. I wouldn't say that it was ever the initial direction of Big Drop to be involved in paid media, to be involved in creating a brand positioning strategy or full content marketing strategies. So really, it all grew just by our clients asking us for these things. And it goes back to them having that positive first experience and working with us on the website. So if we had the initial engagement be something more discreet, such as a website, and the client had success, well, naturally, when they're looking to drive more traffic, or when they're looking to promote upon launch, or if they're looking to simply acquire more leads or drive awareness, it's very natural they would come back to us for that. And so we just started to really build the team around what clients were asking for. And the model just inherently snowballs into something much larger than, which is what we are today, which is a true full service agency. 
everybody's pivoting their messaging now. I'm not going to really call you a small agency, you're small to mid-size, I guess, but how do you think a small agency needs to pivot today, let alone the competition of 50,000 digital agencies like you talk about, but with everything that's going on in the world today? As far as smaller agencies, I would say like what's most important now is really making a strategic decision on who you want to be. A lot of smaller agencies thrive on being niche providers and focusing just on healthcare or just on finance. And that can be a very successful model. Other agencies thrive on bringing insights from finance to healthcare and vice versa. Some industries are laggards in terms of digital transformation, digital adoption, these sorts of things. And we feel that our value proposition is that we are industry agnostic. For instance, when we first started working with Northwell Health, a client we're very proud to be working with, especially here in New York now, for all the great things they're doing, we really hadn't had a lot of experience within the healthcare category. We simply convinced them that the experience we had in other industries could be applied in healthcare and could be applied in a very meaningful way that would yield results. And we're really working with them on improving user experience. They're an incredibly innovative company from a digital standpoint. And I think they recognized early on that the value that we had wasn't just going to come from the industry, it was going to come from outside of the industry. And so for us, that works. For other agencies, it really works being niche. So I think they have to really think now, who are we? Who do we want to be? What's worked for us historically? And what's going to work for us now going in this ever-evolving landscape that you've really just seen the catalyst of COVID-19 pushing digital transformation forward in about two to three years with all of us working remote. I love the images of your whole team. It feels really personal when you look at bigdropbank.com. How do you keep thriving when you're kind of based on a cool culture with everybody working remotely? That is a huge challenge for us. I would say staying connected, feeling connected to other team members is something that I think a lot of organizations can agree is difficult. And especially companies where your culture is so important. That was one of the most attractive components of why I joined Big Drop, why others joined Big Drop. We have a cool, young, very dynamic culture, as previously said. So with all that being said, we try to translate that into more virtual methods of communication. So this could be like group trivia. These could be just checking in with team members on Zoom, having company-wide Zoom meetings. And I know it's challenging being the point person on this to find time, but it's really important that organizations do this so that everyone can continue to feel connected. Mm -hmm. I'll stick with the personal and also segue to a technical question. So, (laughs) okay, we talked about your pets. And I did read that all three of the animals that live with you in the one bedroom are named after characters in The Godfather. That's correct. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping that one of them is not a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, they are. My fiance is Italian. And that was one of the movies that we really started watching when we first dated. She had never gotten through all three. So we watched them. And shortly thereafter, we went back to my hometown and there was a cat on my cousin's property. And my fiance, being a pet lover, was like, we have to take him home and we're going to name him Vito. And just like that, we had our first pet. So I agreed. And then that quickly led us to another one. And this is back when we lived in Cleveland. And so we moved both of them to New York, which is where we picked up our third which is Luca, and we got him here in New York. So the three, not to skip the middle one's name, is Vito, Emilio, and Luca. For Godfather aficionados, you'll know exactly who 
each one of those characters are. <laughs> I can only <laughs> imagine what they're fed. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know that I also read in your official bio that what you really like is how technology can make people's lives a little easier. What does that mean? Really, when I look at even just my role in the last almost four years at Big Drop, so many of the activities that I used to do manually on a daily basis, we've now replaced with automation. And so there's various levels of achievement as far as automation is concerned, which are never ending now. But when I look at myself heading up business development, touch points, points of interaction are just so important. We call that... It's a spam call. No worries. I actually get relieved when I get spam calls now. I always think it's someone calling for something. It's a client. I got to put out a fire. And then it's a spam call. I'm just like, oh, no big deal. (laughs) We should maybe leave that in there because it's such a true aspect of life. I think so. I'm one of those people who still has not only a landline, but in New York City, I could make a lot of money on my phone number, which still starts with the 212 area code. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's a hot commodity. Yeah. Very hot commodity. You were saying. Yes. So talking about my time at Big Drop, all of the activities that I've replaced with automation personally, I can't imagine going backwards. For instance, any Monday I come into the office, which is now my apartment, at any given time, I might have two or 300 or 400 emails going out on my behalf, just checking in with clients. And they're designed to be very organic based on where they're segmented within our CRM. And we're using other tools to get like the right touch point to the right client based on where they are in their funnel. In addition to that, leveraging other marketing automation methods, they can also be getting case studies the same time that they're getting emails from me. And they're not like your pushy sales emails, more so they're just keeping that momentum, showing examples that really align with what they were looking for in those initial conversations. So this is just automation as far as how I'm using it. But there's so many ways in which it's being used for marketing professionals as well in a way that just reduces inefficiencies and really eliminates a lot of the road tasks that can free marketers up to focus more on strategy. You gave us the Northwell Health example. Tell me how you've applied some cool technologies or solutions for some other clients recently. One of the projects I'd like to talk about too, just on how we're leveraging technology would be Optimum, major cable provider here in the New York tri-state region and outside another division of which they have. And we're working with them really across the board right now on a lot of their digital products, ranging from Optimum Consumer to Optimum Business from Altice Mobile, with the parent company being Altice. So really proud to be working with them. We've had a lot of success with that particular account. And really, we're just putting as many resources at this as we can, because this is a client we've identified that is really strategic for us in terms of being able to bring the best practices in digital to a client who's receptive to that. So when you talk about recommendations for how clients can be innovative in terms of digital, you have to have a client that's also receptive to that. In some cases, you you don't. And anyone listening to this in the agency world knows what I'm talking about. It's the most important part of the equation. So Optum has been great. Northwell has been great. And you know one of the cool parts of Optimum, just to kind of give you a snippet of what we were able to accomplish there by use of technology, is if you go to Optum.com and you'll see there's an offer there as soon as you visit the site. Now, it's a special offer. If you're a new customer, it's an offer only new customers can get. A previous pain point was that current customers would go to the site and they're seeing this offer and they want that, of course. But that's only for new customers as the industry works. So now... 
leveraging personalization, we can actually check the IP of where that user is coming from. And we can know if they're currently an Optum customer or not. If they are, and they're only on TV, well, we could in the future serve them with something that gets them on TV and combines that with mobile. So we can start bundling services, focusing on this broader narrative of connectivity. So really, that's what we're pushing there. And we're doing so with some really cool technology as well. Basically, you have circumnavigated what I call the piss-off factor. Yes, exactly. And again, with a lot of their help, you know, they're the ones who were really most receptive to these ideas. And in many cases, they're coming up with them themselves. Our job is to really confirm those and make them happen by using technology. Excellent. What do you tell a brand manager if they were to say to you, what percentage of my total budget should I put to marketing and should I put to ad spend? I mean, has that equation changed these days? Yeah, I mean, the simple answer is there is no one answer. It's really going to be different for every client. Inherently, like if you're a BDC company, if you're a direct-to-consumer brand, it's likely you're going to allocate a much larger portion of your budget to paid media, to search engine marketing, these traditional methods that are going to have like very clean attribution and a very clear picture of your return on ad spend. Now, when you get into uh, B2B audience members and working with business-to-business entities, becomes a lot more challenging. Attribution becomes difficult. And inherently, tracking users throughout that user journey becomes longer rather than just a one-step checkout. So it really depends greatly on the client, considering that Big Drop works almost 50-50 down the middle between B2B and B2C. The answer is going to be very different based on who you are. And one of the most important things we do in an engagement when we onboard a client is we say, we're flexible. So a lot of agencies will say, you're going to have 20 hours of search engine marketing, you're going to have 20 hours of content marketing, and you're going to have 20 hours worth of email marketing. We don't do that. We want to keep it entirely open and agile. That way, we can just start with what we think is going to be most effective and then pivot very quickly on what's not working first, get rid of that, and double down on what is effective. So being flexible is a really, really important part of what we do. I would tell marketing managers that they need to adopt the mindset of flexibility and agility and their management of their accounts as well. So Aaron, I'm hearing you say that Big Drop could be described as, I'm making this up on the fly because I've been listening, holistic strategic with chops that started in really great web design. And then based on great feedback from your clients who had additional needs, you guys built out your skill sets and your expertise in all of these other areas so you could really support the client because you want to be flexible, you want to hear the client, and that's good strategy. 100%. Yeah, it's really just about delighting our clients and enabling them to delight their customers, their clients as well. Okay. You've taught us a lot. What would you say to a marketing major, let's say, and oh my God, these kids, I feel so bad. Their internships have gotten canceled or postponed. And what can they do now to try to break into the industry? Yeah, 100% be creative. If you're entry level and you're trying to break into the job market now more than ever, employers will respect that. You're not going to be coming to them with a ton of experience. So it's important you can demonstrate that you're motivated, that you're passionate about something, and that also you have the ability to create things without you know having clear direction. That's the advice I would give to anyone, especially coming right out of college right now. 
it's so important you follow your passions and explore your entrepreneurial spirit. If you have one, if you don't, I would just focus on creativity and just creating things, building things. So I think it can send a signal on a number of important things that employers are looking for. And whatever it is, it might be you set up a blog, you might have created a YouTube channel or maybe an Instagram on food as well. But anything you can show that you've created about something you're passionate about and whether or not it was successful, whether or not it generated revenue, it doesn't matter. It's just something that tells the employer that this person is someone who's going to be entrepreneurial, creative, and they're going to add a lot of value to the team. So that's the most important thing that I would tell people who have a little bit of extra time on their hands. And of course, keep applying. That's for sure. Well, you know what? It comes from the horse's mouth, so to speak, because you did that. I mean, that's exactly what you did. You built a business while you were still in school, another one right out of school. And so, okay, everybody, listen to Aaron Sines. He tells it like it is, and he's walked the talk. I want to ask you, what's the final big nugget you want to drop here on the Big Mike Drop? Yeah, I think the last thing that I'd love to announce here and now is that we recently partnered with Bank of China. It's a really high profile project for us. We're redoing their US digital presence. So the United States Bank of China website is something which is currently underway at Big Drop. Really, really excited about it. And we're really hoping to set the bar for the whole industry, just like we did with Optimum and Telecom. If you check out optum.com, you'll kind of see how dynamic that digital presence is compared with the broader industry. We're looking to bring the same innovation to Bank of China and really set the standard for best in class within the broader finance industry. So stay tuned. That site will be launching sometime. I can't say exactly within the next several months, but we're really, really excited about it. It's fantastic. And congratulations. And I'm sure as VP of Business development, Aaron signed. You had a little something to do with that. So that's <laughs> just a little, just a little. a little. Well, so if you have a question that you'd like answered, you actually can now email it over to Big Mike Drop at bigdropinc.com. That's B I G M I C Drop. Big Mike Drop at bigdropinc.com. Try being me and saying that. For the big mic drop, it's Aaron Sines, E.B. Moss, out. <laughs>